Hey everybody, welcome to Bottle Share. I'm your host, Jed Reinert, content editor for Fly After Five. With me is, as always, Kevin Steriker, Fly Reporter. Hello. And today we are up at Bull's Head Pub in Lidditz, where this weekend the annual Cask Ale Festival is going on. So we're going to preview that with some cask ale today. Joining us is Carson Kegeris. There you go. Uh, welcome. Thanks for doing this with us. No problem. Thank you guys for coming out. In the middle of all your uh, planning time. It's, it's a much needed reprieve from yeah. uh, the day. So if you guys want to come back later, too, and do this again, yeah. I'll, need, I'll need another break in like three hours. Do like a local we'll on the yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, tell us about what we're drinking today. Um, so you guys are drinking the Flying Dog Bloodline, which right. is a blood orange IPA. Um, they added to the keg um, kefir lime leaves and also gin soaked gin soaked oak chips. Um, so you'll get a little bit of the citrusy notes to it, but it's not as much as it would be if it was like full limes. Like the lime sure. leaves are going to be a lot more mild, and then uh, the gin soaked oak, which is just difficult to say. Soaked oak. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to ask you to say it three times fast, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> you'll just get a little herbaceousness. You'll get a little bit of the uh, juniper, but it's really subtle. Um, also, I mean. The longer it sits, the more flavor it's going to impart. But you know, we try to do a pretty quick turnaround with them. Sure. Um, but this one, actually, I think is super mild. Um, you don't really get too much of that, but you get a little of the citrus. So the blood orange still kind of shines through, in my opinion. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That is good. Okay, I'm still waiting to move these kegs because of all the. Yeah. Don't even worry. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. No, it's fine. Um, but, uh, that is really good. I absolutely get the lime. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the cool thing that they do, um, and not too many breweries do it, Flying Dog does it, Great Lakes and Cleveland does it, but they allow you to go online and build your own cask. Oh. So you can say like what you want in it, you can say what beer you want, um, you can put what hops you want it dry hopped with. Really? Um, they let you really kind of take it to the next level with that. That's amazing. Um, Heavy Seas does the same thing. They actually had me down a couple months ago to build one, mm-hmm. and I got to go like into the cooler and pick out all my ingredients, my hops, and all that fun stuff, like kid in a candy store. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and Heavy Seas and Flying Dog both in Maryland, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so not not far out of the uh, tri-state area. Yeah, yeah. tri-state area. <laughs> <laughs> Any free states. Um, Excellent. And you're drinking uh, stouts. I'm drinking, uh, yeah, stouts out of Adamstown. They're a Scarlet Lady ESB. Classic. Um, yeah, it's just one of those beers that everyone knows, everyone likes. It's easy drinking. It's a good uh, representation of the style. Mm-hmm. It's nice because English beers aren't always, English styles, I should say, aren't always the uh, most sought after. Mm, right, and yeah. And so trying to find a uh, sort of balance in, like, maintaining, like, staying true to the style but also sort of catering to your demographic, you know, something, I mean, it's what cask ale around here we have to do. Right, right? yeah. Because if we yeah. just had a bunch of English bitters on cask from England with nothing added, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They do well for us, but if it's all we had, I don't know if it's something that would move quickly. Right, sure, sure. It's interesting because, you know, years ago, you know, when I think about, you know, craft beer, when I was in my 20s, I think the English styles were much more like the thing. It was oh, before yeah. the IPA craze hit and all that sort of thing. It's interesting that they're sort of by the, by the side now. I've always loved English styles. I think I didn't appreciate them as much until I started here. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I remember when I got into craft beer, I think like most people, I wasn't a hophead or anything. I got into it on your sweeter beers, your boozier beers, especially when you're younger. And, you know, you want stuff more bang for your buck. So, like, my first beer that I really remember resonating with me was Troganator from Trogues, the oh, double sure. Yeah. And um, then how everything's changed since then. 
But uh, I remember drinking Scarlet Lady at bars near my house. Mm-hmm. Being like, wow, I really like that. But when it came to other ESPs, I never really... And I was like, I don't know, why would I want that when there's this with all this flavor? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And uh, then I started here, and uh, Paul really kind of opened my eyes to uh, a lot of different styles. And I don't want to say the way things should be, mm-hmm. but the way that... Uh, it is in other countries and not just here. Right, you know, right, sure. Kind of uh, opening your eyes a little bit. He, he's gone around and sort of seen all of that firsthand. Yeah, he. I mean, so, yeah, he's taught me invaluable amounts of knowledge. Um, he's sold cast to everyone. Right, yeah. I was at the Great American Beer Fest like two years ago. I think it was two or three years ago. And I had a bull's head shirt on, and I must have had six, seven people stop me like, oh, that's Paul Pendyke's joint. And I'm like... <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, 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 it is. It's, it's Paul's. Hi. Might as well put Paul's picture. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, ha- I carry his business cards with me. Like, right, I have yeah. a stack of his cards for when I go places. I'm like, here, you want to talk to this guy? And when I get, I went down to Levante in Westchester yesterday, and they're like, oh, we just got some new casks in. They're like, actually from Paul. And I'm like, yep. Strikes again. Yeah. It's like that ex-girlfriend that won't go away. Right. You still love them, but they still just keep rearing yeah. their head. Well, and there's a big picture of Paul. You know, self-plug that uh, for in the cover story that we just did yep. on uh, Bullshead and the Cast Ale Festival that Mike Andrelzik did. He's not here. Mm-hmm. Raise a glass for him. Yay, Mike. He's back in the office. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in the office while we're drinking. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you were you were sort of saying it before we started recording, but what sort of work goes into building a cask ale festival and I mean like the day to day like yeah I mean well it starts out I usually start about three four months out I'll come up with a list of like breweries I want to use um, I try to switch it up from year to year like you have your staples um, I'll always do trogues I worked at trogues a couple years before I worked here mm-hmm. and um, I always do trogues I try to get victory you know local ones Lancaster stouts um, but then I try to look at sort of up and coming ones yeah um like last year we did Levante. Uh, this year we have like Stickman. Um, mm-hmm. We have Current Earth uh, Cider out of Percocy, um, which is our first cider we've had. Um, so really just kind of making a list of sort of 30 breweries and then I knock it down, see what's feasible. Some places stop their cast programs temporarily to focus on other things. Yeah. Um, Victory did that this year, so unfortunately we weren't able to get one from them. Um, but then I'd see, you know, sort of what's the availability in this. And so for a few months out, it's really minimal work. Mm-hmm. And then as we get to like the last month, that's like crunch time. Yeah. Uh, I need to follow up with everyone because you have, you talk to brewers, you talk to brewery reps, you talk to wholesalers, like you talk to all these people and it doesn't matter if you tell them all the same information. <laughs> it's like that game telephone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it just by the end of it, it's like, oh, so you need eight casts filled by yesterday? And you're like, what? I didn't know. Um, all with Pliny? What? No, that's not even how this works. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, like the past week and a half, it's just been lots of texting, emailing, calling. Mm-hmm. Like, am I getting this? I need this by this day. Well, we won't have it till tomorrow. Well, we've been going over this for months. I need this here mm-hmm. right so then you're like looking at what you have in stock and what you're waiting on and uh you just start getting a little nervous as it gets closer mm-hmm. and uh tonight we set it up we like to have them sit for about a day before uh they're being used so it gives them time to settle right and um it just gets to that point where you're like counting what you have and you're calling people like you know the rules yeah. right i'm waiting yeah. yeah and you're trying to be polite about it but you're kind of freaking out in your head so trying to not freak out on everyone else. Just kind <laughs> sure. Of your head above water. So. Yeah. Right. And lots of coffee. I don't lots of coffee. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, um, 
can you give us sort of the uh, the preview of, of what what the festival uh, is looking like this year? Yeah. How many how many options do you have? I'm what are some really you know highlights in your mind? Yeah, I'm actually really excited for a few of them. Um, we always get one from Founders. Um, they don't usually do too many casks out here, but they uh, always do one every year for us. And uh, this year it's Dirty Bastard. They're Scotch Ale okay. with uh, Frangelica coffee. And um, I mean it's Founders. They can do no wrong in my book, usually. Yeah. <laughs> Even their stuff that I don't think is a direct hit is still okay and better than most. Yeah, interesting um, in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm super excited for that. Um, Stickman's doing actually a beer de Noël. So it's oh, like wow. a Belgian style with like raisins and a little bit of nutmeg and stuff. Wow. Um, that's about 10%. So I'm looking forward to trying that because those guys have just been knocking it out of the park. Um, other ones. Bunch of, I mean, we always try to get like a nice variety. So we have a handful of IPAs. We have a new New England IPA from uh, Evil Genius coming in. That's supposed to be really good, and they actually used, uh, I believe it's Cascade hops from their own garden. Oh, cool! Um, that is dry hopped with. Yeah. And um, let's see, Fat Dog from Stouts is always like one of our best sellers. Oh, really? Yeah, always flies out for us. Huh. We got um, Evolution does a. They have their Rise Up Coffee Stout, then they yep. do the second running of it, which is their Russian Imperial Rise mm -hmm. Up. Mm -hmm. And so we have that with maple syrup and tart cherries. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff. We have a Hardywood Park gingerbread stout pin. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't see that lasting long. Um, <laughs> people just go insane for that beer. I've, I've had that gingerbread oh, stout. So yeah, good. it is really good. And I, I think the first year it came out, people were like, well, I don't really want to admit that I like a gingerbread stout beer. Why? And then, <laughs> and then it got to the point where it's like, you like that too? And everyone's like, yeah. This is awesome. Let's all rejoice. Let's try the Hardywood Park rep. It's crazy because everyone wants it. So, uh, no, I mean, finding, like, balance between styles, getting different things in. Um, this year we do have a decent amount of stouts, um, which I think on cask are better. They're my favorite thing on really? cask. Really? I don't know if I've ever um, even had a cask stout. I like them. I think you get a lot more of the little nuances in the beer. Um, I think stouts, I mean... Imperial styles are probably my favorite style to begin with, mm -hmm. and so I think when you have them in more of a broken down form like that, you get to taste like, if they use hops, like you get to taste that hop, well, if they use an abundance of hops, um, you taste like, you know, chocolate or coffee or vanilla or tobacco or whatever it is, um, it just comes through a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a lot of good stouts in there. Free Will did a Craggle IPA with uh, Amarillo hops, and Free Will is another one that I'm so, so fortunate that... Uh, we have a really good rapport with them, so their cask mama, uh, Colleen, always like will text me and be like, "Hey, I got this coming. Do you want it?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I of course want I that." Do. Yeah, they're um, amazing. Free will. They, they're just they really doing such good work. Insane. And it seems like, to they're relatively new. Yeah. They're small, but they're just unreal how they're, good they are. Are they based? Percocet. 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 They, I've never had a beer from them. That, like, their beers are just. Every single one, even if it's something you don't usually gravitate towards, yeah. you're like, oh, I'll try it. And you yeah. try it, and you're like, I don't even like, what? I don't even Who like was I before beers. this? Yeah, what happened to me? <laughs> Their sours are unreal. Oh, gosh. We got, um, we're doing a Pennsylvania barrel-aged beer dinner at the end of December, and uh, we got a 2015 keg of their wine barrel-aged... Um, Brett Saison provisional funk with plums mm. and I can't wait for that <laughs> like getting twitchy oh my god like yeah start like scratching my yeah. head like fiending for it um, but uh, yeah they've just been killing it for us so it's always great to have them in your back pocket and helping you out just because you mentioned it I was always curious about like the beer dinner concept how do you I guess match food to 
two beers? Is it a simple process? Is it eating a bunch of stuff while you're drinking one beer? Um, it, the process varies. Yeah. Um, you know, with this, like, I'm fortunate, like, we have some really great chefs here that, uh, what I'll do is when I have, like, the lineup ironed out, um, I go over sort of basics, yeah. like, when it comes to food pairing, and then kind of let them run with it. Yeah. And uh, then I'll review the menu at the end and kind of see if it's like, all right, yeah. This makes sense. Like, I have a pretty solid food background, too, so I, I know my food just as well as I know my beer. And um, so, you know, if it's something spicier, depending on what it is, I'll say, you know, IPAs, depending. Sure. It's going to bring out a little more of the heat, so you don't want it to be too hot. Yeah. Um, you know, if something's, like, fatty or fried, IPAs are another good one for it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people try to do like stouts with dessert. Mm-hmm. I try to tell them not to do that, yeah. just because it's too easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can make anything. You can just make a chocolate cake with peanut butter icing and be like, "Oh, here's a stout. It's gonna work." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as our process goes, I get the beers, sit down with them, and I kind of say the direction I'd go. Yeah. Um, you know, your lighter beers, like if we have a wheat beer at one of the dinners or something, I'll say, you know, you might want to use this for this first course or the second course, a salad course or something like that. Yeah. Something, um, you know, you want something light, you want, you know, if you want to do oysters, oysters will be a good one. Um, if you want to do salads with like a nice mild vinaigrette, and same with like sours. Like yeah. if you don't want a sour, all right, this will be good, but... You know, a lot of things take into consideration, like uh, was it barrel aged? How tart is it? Alcohol content. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun to do. Yeah. This next barrel aged one's going to be difficult because they aren't beers that we can try beforehand. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, for instance, the Brett Saison with plums. Yeah. That's that's, that's going to be a that's, complicated that's flavor. A, and, and I have some ideas. I've been thinking of that one. Like we have a, a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, aged in Woodford Reserve barrels from Yards coming in, mm-hmm. and that one I can you know do in my sleep. It's a bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Right. There's plenty that we can try, and um, but again, like it still presents its challenges, but it's super fun. Plus, you get paid to sit around with great chefs and talk about food and beer and try it all. So right, yeah, you know. And sometimes they've been right. There's been things they've called me on that I didn't think was going to work, and they've gone back in the kitchen and made something and brought it out, yeah. and it was right. And uh, you know, there's been things the other way that I'm like, that won't work. We need to change it. And it's cool to have chefs that are that receptive because, you know, chefs aren't notorious for being the easiest to work with. Sure, sure. <laughs> a little sometimes. Right. So. Well, I mean, off the top of your head, what would you pair with uh, this bloodline? What would I do? I mean, you have the, with having the lime, mm-hmm. actually, I mean, 7%. I don't know. I, I would probably try to do some sort of... Uh, if I didn't do like a salad dish with like a nice citrus like vinaigrette, yeah. um, I would probably try to choose a more mild protein. Mm-hmm. Like if we were gonna do chicken or something, yeah. have some sort of like citrus, you know, herbal sort of like gastric or something with it. Okay. Um, and if you can incorporate like a little bit of juniper in that, but mm-hmm. not too much to kind of bring out a little bit of that gin, um, I'd probably go something more along there. I mean with cascale too, I'd take it, since the flavor's a little more muted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Whereas if that was on tap and like you're getting more of like the lime, and yeah. If they brewed like bloodline with, like you know how Ballast Point does sculpting with grapefruit, right? right. Um, if they did like bloodline with lime and gin, then those flavors are gonna come out a lot more full force. Where this is a little more muted, so you don't want to put anything too over the top. Like yeah. I'm not gonna put a fatty cut of meat with that because it'll just destroy it. Right. So, right. but I'd probably do something lighter like that. All right. Awesome. Now I know what to get for dinner. So that's yeah, good. Right. <laughs> that's all I really want to eat right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Let's let's swing back around to Cascale again. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us? Uh, I mean, I know the general gist of, of Cascale and what mm-hmm. it is and how it works. What can you tell us about you know how it changes the flavor of a beer? Uh, you know what what makes a, a cask version of something worth seeking out? I just I, you know I like to tell people it's just beer in its purest form. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Americans are spoiled um, with our beers and because we get these, like we're used to IPAs that are like straight in your face, palate wrecking, right. you know, juice bombs, hot bombs, <laughs> all the bombs. Um, so we're used to those things and Cascale, I think, allows you to sort of appreciate the nuances of the beer um, without destroying your palate, without being filling you up as much because it's not as carbonated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, so essentially it's, you know, it, it's beer that is served warmer, not warm. No, definitely not warm. Not, not warm. warm. It's not warm. Nope, it's yet. a nice, nice cool <laughs> it's, beer. It's like 52 Ooh, degrees. Pretty <laughs> <touch. laughs> um, So it's 52 degrees, whereas most of the beers you get out of the tap that are uh, CO2 are about 38 degrees. So this is 52. Um, and um, I just think you get, you know, since you don't have all the carbonation, you know, you don't have any nitrogen, you don't have any CO2, it's all gravity fed. Um, and even the warming part, like if you drink a good stout, a lot of times you want it to warm up a bit because you taste those flavors, you taste those little uh, nuances. But, um, you know, I've just really developed an appreciation for it because you try it and you're like, you can tell the breweries that specialize in it and it's beers that don't. Right. right. Breweries right. that don't. Um, I actually worked with one, I won't name them. Amazing brewery, in my opinion, top three in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do them and they admit because we don't do them well. Well, at least they and, can admit that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. I was so glad, so much rather you do that than yeah. try to be like, oh no, we'll fill a cast for you, and then I tap it and it explodes. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, the taste is off. Like, we always look for clarity. You know, we don't want them to be cloudy, too right. cloudy. And, um, Has that happened before? I mean, you have to oh, name yeah. another one. Where... Oh, no. La- last year, uh, the cast festival, we had a, uh, a Belgian style, which you usually try to avoid in casts mm-hmm. um, because they're more carbonated. Um, and they had added raspberries to it. Which you know, natural sugars right, yeah. again, more carbonation, and uh, it exploded <laughs> everywhere. On Paul, you? Or? Oh yeah, there's video of it. Paul has it on his phone. I uh, I was torn between so many emotions. Like I wanted to break down and cry. I wanted to hit somebody. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of wanted to maniacally laugh. I, I just couldn't figure it out. Um, but needless to say, we were unable to use that due right. to that. Um, so it, it's happened twice once at the cast festival then once last couple years ago and it was a mango beer i I think a lot of times people yeah people don't take into consideration the added sugars that the fruit's going to give the beer so then they add like certain priming sugars and the next thing you know it's too much and it explodes everywhere yeah right and it doesn't stop it just keeps coming out (laughs) until it's ready there's nothing you can do well how much does a cat i mean you know for an audio thing how much does a cask usually hold i mean um well so 10.8 gallons 10.8 gallons uh whereas your regular half barrels are 15 and a half okay um so it's right in the middle um it's nice little smaller it's it's a lot easier to carry that's for sure this is gallons of a raspberry belgian oh yeah just just shooting (laughs) out spurting out it it shot out like a um like a fire hydrant and i ended up I was trying to stop it, and I grabbed a nearby rag. Maybe kids playing in it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, might as well. Like, it got to a point where I was just like, I'm just letting it go. Yeah, well, there's, there's nothing I can do. What else I'd can wrap, I do? I'd wrap my thumb with a rag and, like, stuck it in there Ugh. to try to stop it, and it's still just going out everywhere. And uh, I'm being yelled at, like, shh, put it upright, put it upright. I'm like, it'll hit the ceiling. Take it outside. How am I supposed to take it outside? Yeah. I can't grab it. Beer everywhere. And we've just gotten our hardwood floors replaced yeah. about two weeks prior. So uh, this year we're putting a tarp down. That's a great idea. Just in case. Yeah. Like it's Gallagher coming through. Yeah. <laughs> so that's excellent. 
and it's on. We'll get the official times. It's Saturday and Sunday, uh, but, 4 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday. Already fucked. Yeah, you no should problem. say it, not me. No worries. <laughs> it's uh, Friday and Saturday. It'll start at four tomorrow and go till I believe ten. Yep. I was gonna say I'm hoping that's what it is. Um, <laughs> yep. It's amazing when you get caught up in all the other details, you forget the basic ones. Um, and then Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10. Uh, I'm not sure. I know. So question mark. I, you know, I'll, I know I'll Friday was four to ten. <laughs> but um, so yeah, and then the last hour we do like half price growler fills if people want to bring growlers in. Oh, wow. I, we do advise them like if you're gonna fill your growler with this, yeah. drink it Today. right away. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. take it home or drink it tomorrow night at the latest. You don't want to like sit on that and yeah. think it's gonna be better in two weeks. It nope. you'll hate me. Well, so. and so, I mean, I think you're probably looking up the time to make sure I it's am. right. <laughs> I know, obviously, the Bull's Head is, is super popular uh, in this area. Are there a lot of people that come in, you know, because they were just coming to the bar anyway, and they just so happen to see this Cascale Festival going on, and they're like, oh, let me try this, you know? Or, is it, or is it more people who come for this yeah, from a distance? It's more people that come for it. For for distance. Yeah. Um, and November 11th, it ends at 10. Yes. Correct. <laughs> there you um, go. All right. We're correct. So <laughs> it's more people that come for it. Um, we have a lot of people that ask, like, we had to delay it beginning of this year. We usually do it in the springtime, mm-hmm. um, just because we had so many weddings in our banquet room. Uh, so we have people that are like, where, where is it? Why isn't it happening? You know, we come down for it. We were expecting it. And I was like, all right, well, it'll be back. Chill out. Right. It'll, it'll be here. And um, we have a lot of people that come in for it. I mean, we have a lot of regulars to begin with. Right, right. But we have people that come down, you know, from Reading, up from Philly, Baltimore, stuff like that for it. So it's always nice to see those familiar faces again. Yeah. And then a lot of times you have people that are sitting in the pub and they're asking, what's going on up there? And people, they'll, he'll be were talking about it and then they'll go check it out. Right. And it's yeah. pay as you go, so it's a lot easier. Sure. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can just walk around and see what it's about if you're not really ready to pull the trigger on buying one. So. Right. Is it the uh, the same price for each of the casks or does it, it change? Is, it changes depending on the cast because casks vary in price so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got ones ranging anywhere from like hundred and twenty dollars to like two hundred and ten dollars wow so you know things like uh for instance the stouts cask will be a little cheaper than like the gingerbread stout cask right Right. because you know just the rarity of it you know the fact that it's a seasonal thing high alcohol content all the things yeah all the things that go into pricing (laughs) so awesome so um i understand you're sort of there's a little bit of a torch passing from uh from paul to you here um Essentially. <laughs> like a I mean, flashlight pass on <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I mean, he, from day one, I've been here three years, from day one, he always just oversaw everything. Uh, very hands-on, but not micromanaging most of the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, like, the first year of CAS Festival, I didn't really have much CAS experience. Yeah. And I told him that, like, he asked me in the interview about it. And I was like, honestly, like, I just, I don't, you know, we tapped him on the bar of Trogues. That's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah. Um, and so he taught me a lot along the way. And so like the first year was a lot of, not, I don't wanna say trial and error, but like more, he was more hands-on. Um, last year, he was a little less hands-on, sort of like, did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? And I was like, yes or no? And I was you know, kind of 50-50 on that. And then this year, pretty much hands-off. Like, it's like, all right, well, at this point, if you don't this know is your how show to do now. Yeah, like if you don't know yeah. how to do this at this point, then what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, and he'll, I mean, he'll remind me, like, a few weeks ago, he was like, oh, he's like, we need to do a Facebook post. And I was like, did that like a month ago? And he's like, oh, well, we need to contact these people. And I was like, did that about two weeks ago? <laughs> he's like, oh, all right. Well, then. You guys number now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what else? Come on. And he'll always find something. He does. Right. But, right. Yeah. You know, each year it gets better and better. But Awesome. 
definitely someone to uh, be fortunate enough to work under and learn from. So I assume he'll be peek, at the least peeking his head in. You know, oh, over he'll these be days. there when I'm setting up tonight all <laughs> night. <laughs> setting up just, a cot, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, he'll uh, he'll be up there, and uh, a couple guys in the dining room and I will be there. Uh, have to get it all organized, but don't worry, he will be there, <laughs> eyes watching the entire time. Right? And uh, I mean, it's good because there's things I miss, you know, especially like when you get down to the wire, mm-hmm. you know, you have so much going on that uh, you either forget things or get discombobulated and you're just trying to like get everything together. So it's kind of nice to have someone with that experience that can be like, oh, wait, did you do this yet? And you're like, oh, no, good call. Right. Yeah. So, Somebody to bounce something off of? Yeah. Awesome. Well, not a cask related, but uh, what's your favorite beer on tap right now? What you oh got going man, on? you've got some good stuff up on that board. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my personal favorite, Evergreen. I haven't, I haven't had, had a that. Camp Hill. Yeah. yeah, their brewer used to be a brewer at Trogue's. Been that guy for a while, and uh, everything I've had from them is pretty, pretty. I've heard good. I've heard good things about them. I haven't had anything um, from them yet. You know, Triple Carmelite. That's, yeah, that's a world class beer. Uh, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to not say that, but if I had to choose outside of that, I'd probably say the Leo vs. Ursus, the Inferos. Um, I'm a big Firestorm Walker fanboy, so, you know, it doesn't matter if it's an IPA or, you know, their double barrel ale or one of their, you know, Sticky Monkey or Parabola. It's always good. Right, yeah. Um, Fuller's ESB is a classic. And that Harveston Bitter and Twisted is super interesting. It's an English bitter that is made with cider yeast and then aged in oak barrels. Whoa. So it's got a little tartness. There's a like lot a going sour, on. sour sort of? A little flavor? bit. I'd say I'd, I'd probably gravitate towards more more towards tart. Okay. Like it's not like going to make you pucker, mm-hmm. but it does have some interesting little nuances to it. Which tough. I feel like if we did a shot every time I said the word nuances today, we'd all be hammered. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's probably where I'd go with that. Yeah. A lot of hits. Nice. Yeah, and 2SP, they've just been cranking out some yeah, awesome really beers. Good. We just had their Imperial Shade uh, Black IPA on. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Man, if I could have just taken that keg home with me and just sat there for a week. It's always an they're, they're semi-local, too, aren't they? They're, uh, yeah, uh, they're, in, they're Philly. Aston. Philly, yeah, Aston. Aston. Yep, Aston. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, so let's circle back around to the beers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, we, we rate the beer at the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like one to out of five. Out of five. Out of there five. you go. Use, use yeah. whatever fraction you like. Right. <laughs> um, now, are you cask beer fans? I I have been for a long time. Okay. Uh, Kevin, this I, is literally my first cask beer. Oh, there you go. Man, yeah. we just pop that cherry. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't need edited. So. Not so, at all. No, no, that's fine. Okay. Can, it's good because I'm the editor. Can, so oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like this very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I I have had Bloodline before. It's a an IPA I like. Um, I have not had it with the kaffir lime and gin-soaked oak chips. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, <laughs> but I think that adds some really nice nuances. There you go. <laughs> Ding. Uh, I'm going to say on cask, this. I'm going to give this a 4.25. Nice. I, you know what? I was going to go actually 4.5. It's not warm. It's pretty cool, it right. turns out. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't had the... Um, the bloodline specifically before from Flying Dog had other ones from them and enjoyed them, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I like this. I Excellent, know. I'm glad to hear it. Hopefully, what are your thoughts on this one uh, in, I, in terms of a? I really like it. I tried it last night um, when I stopped in, and I felt the same way. I probably would have given probably I would probably say four to four point two five somewhere in between there. Um, 
cask IPAs, I'm still not 100% sold on. Mm -hmm. um, I like English styles on cask. Right. I like stouts on cask, porters. Mm -hmm. um, IPAs, I do like the fact that you can taste the differences. You can taste the hops a little better. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think this, as far as cask IPAs go, I really do enjoy this one. They do a lot of great casks for us when it comes to IPAs, so I'm very fortunate to have them on our side. Well, since you're drinking the Scarlet Lady, what would you give that one? Scarlet Lady's going to be four and a half for me. <laughs> yep. Scar I mean, it, Nothing it's, less. Yeah, it's, it's made for casks, and uh, ESBs have just become so much more welcome to my palate mm -hmm. um, working here. Yeah. I mean, when we put them on casks, if we put an English beer on cask, it's gone in like a day and a half. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane, but I don't know other places that could do that. Right, um, right, yeah. And Scarlet Lady's no different. I mean, if I put Stout's Pale Ale, that was on last week for like four or five days, mm -hmm. if I put ESB on, it's going to be gone probably tonight. Yeah. Uh, so and we put it on, on, I think, a day or two ago. Right. So. Well, and this might, you know, you might have just answered this in, in saying that, but is there a beer that you think that, like, most calls for casks, like being casked? Style or, like, specific beer? Uh, specific beer. Either or, I guess. Um, specific beer, um, called Bias, but St. Boniface produces a uh, English mild called Winfred, uh, it's also Bull's Head Mild that uh, Paul consulted with the recipe on years ago. And when they brew that, we usually get at least six okay. of them. And they fly, like yeah. two days, maybe. Yeah. Um, and to me, that is built for cask beer. I've had it on tap before, and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. But on cask, it's just perfect. Yeah. Um, I've had the Winfred yeah. on tap. I haven't had it on a cask yet. I didn't realize the Bull's Head was yeah. the Winfred. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's insane. I mean, we get six in, and we're like, oh, how many do we have left? And we're like, Two <laughs> and then we tell those guys like how's it selling we're like we're out like what and we're like yeah it's gone it's sold yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable so uh i would probably say winford but nice in my opinion it's always like english styles dark beers those are to me the ones that i think fit best like a dark mild and esb oh, yeah. you know that kind of thing yeah and if i can get like wells bombardier up here oh yeah you know old speckled hand english pale mm -hmm. um Fuller's, you know, it's a constant fight to get them over here, cast-wise, but uh, if we get that stuff on, then it's just, I'll sit here all night. Yeah. <laughs> Five in the morning when you open, just passed out on the bench here. <laughs> Welcome Smile. to Bulls. Yeah, smiling, though. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a pleasure, Carson. Thank yeah, you very so much for joining us. For yeah, good luck with, the, uh, with this year's incarnation of the Cast yep. Festival, which is happening today when this comes out we're recording it the day before right. but <laughs> absolutely yep get out here tonight or tomorrow and uh, enjoy your your cascales oh yeah thank and you guys so much absolutely carson much folks join us next time for more bottle share cheers bye, bye.